Hi, my name is Kirk Hamilton, I'm the host of the Staying Healthy Today Show. And this is a show where we bring you key experts in the fields of nutrition, prevention, integrative, and lifestyle medicine. And I happened to catch Robbie Barbero um, at a medical, well, I don't know, medical summit, PCRN, sure. yeah. leadership conference. And uh, I've interviewed him and Dr. Cyrus Kambada before about their great work on diabetes and the, well, I'll let him tell you about the diet, but a more plant-based approach um, and reducing insulin resistance. And I just happened to catch him here and I, didn't, I haven't had a chance to get Robbie alone, so I'm gonna <laughs> let Robbie just speak his mind. So Robbie, thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's really great to see you. So we're, we're in a room that's, I apologize, has an echo, but I think we can get the point across. So Robbie, well, tell me your story. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll tell my story real quick. So I um, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 12 years old. I'm 29 now, so I've been living with over 17 years. And for those who don't know, type 1 diabetes is where the pancreas is attacked in some way, shape, or form. Nobody knows exactly what causes type 1 or why it's happening, but my pancreas does not produce insulin. i got to so, ask one question. i got to sure. stop here. What was your diet like? Because I do this. What yeah. was your diet like between zero and ten? Were you a dairy standard eater? American diet? So you were eating dairy. Absolutely. All right. So you were eating probably fair amount of wheat product. Yes. Processed wheat product. Absolutely. Some sugar. Yep. Were you more on the meat heavy side, or that wasn't so much? I wouldn't say super meat heavy, but I probably had meat every single day. So we dairy, wheat, and sugar could definitely be said. How about eggs? Were you an yes, egg? definitely had eggs. I love to have yeah. eggs in the morning. So. Those are potential powerful antigens that might have caused autoimmunity. Is Absolutely. that the theoretic yep. rationale? Totally. Um, were you out in the sun much? I wouldn't. I grew up in Minnesota. All right. So, so he really could have been vitamin D deficient, is, which is another risk factor yep. for autoimmunity and, and possibly. The, one of the key things is that I was not breastfed. So I was the youngest of three kids, uh, three boys is the third, and I wasn't breastfed. I think that's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. So there were no other genetics in your family. Your other brother. My, uh, my other brother does have it. So. I have my oldest brother, PJ, does not. Then my second oldest brother, Stephen, he does have type 1 diabetes, and then I have type 1 diabetes. So, could be genetics, but also lifestyle is passed on. I always say that to patients when True. they say genetics, genetics, genetics. Okay. Yeah. So, you so got anyways, at 12 years of age, that's a yeah, pain. Yeah. That's well, a pain, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, because my older brother had it, I was already familiar with it, so it wasn't as big of a deal. I got diagnosed. I was in the hospital for just one night, and then, you know, we went home, and I'm a type A person, so I always took care of it. You know, I've always been on top of it. But I had terrible allergies, took Claritin D and Nasonex pretty much year-round. I had really bad acne. Okay. Another, another risk factor that I read. Did you have much antibiotic use for the early infections, like earache, Probably, sore throat, yes. and then did you go on for acne? Yes, Antibiotics. tried okay. everything so for acne. So gut ecology change that is actually another risk factor for autoimmunity. So we got, there you go. You're like a perfect storm. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> little, little did you know that that would lead you to your passion in life. Yeah, right? it's to, pretty crazy. It's okay, crazy. Go ahead, I'll show you. So, um, yeah, and I also had plantar fasciitis, mm -hmm. which I had to wear these big blue boots at night. And when I changed my diet, all of these things improved. So I have no plantar fasciitis issues anymore. My skin has cleared up. And I don't, I don't get sick. I don't take allergy medications. So tell me a little bit before we get into what you did to change it. What's it like? You know, you're giving yourself insulin. What diet were you told to eat? Yeah. Or did anybody even? Diet was not a non-issue. So I grew up in Minnesota. And my parents said, you know, we want you to have the best care possible. So we're going to drive you to the Mayo Clinic. Right. So I was, when I would go to the Mayo Clinic, you'd get a whole team. You see the endocrinologist. You see a nutritionist. You see a psychologist. And... 
It's supposed to be the best medical care, and nobody ever said anything about improving my diet. It was just What tea. did they tell you to eat? They tell you to eat whatever you want. They just, it was just about counting carbohydrates. And it was like, there was, you're supposed to have, you know, one fruit per day. It was th like those recommendations, the normal stuff, but nothing really significant. And that's... Like to not tell somebody who just got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, or in any situation, to be like, hey, you know what? It's not smart to eat McDonald's. Like, let's get rid of some processed food, you know? It's just like, it's mind-boggling to me, our entire system in this, in this country, in the world. It's crazy. So you went on eating... Pretty similar diet. Yes. Count, counted a few carbs. Absolutely. Okay. Very diligently and so I could manage my blood glucose. Were you just on insulin or any other medicine? Just insulin. Okay. Yeah. Um, were you on two different types or one type? Uh, in the beginning, it was, it was two types, yes. Mm -hmm. It was MPH and I forget what the other one was at the time. Highest, now it's Lantus and Humalog. Highest amount of insulin you were on. Oh, man, I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. It, I could go, I do actually, I collected all my recent, uh, my old blood work, all my health files from my entire life, so I have them. And I would do calculations for, you know, based on my weight. So like at 12 years old, I'm, I don't weigh as much. So you do it per kilogram. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, grams, or it's units of insulin per kilogram of body weight. Um, that would, that's how you like sort of even it out to sort of compare to when you're a teenager to now. but. I don't, I'd have to go back and look at the record. So, <clears throat> but it brings up a good point. Like when it comes, people, I think we make, there's a lot of confusion. Like some, when people talk about type two diabetes, yes, you want to get off insulin. Like people asking you know, how much insulin do you take? That, that makes sense. Like you want to be as little or close to zero as possible. But people ask that same question about type one. And it's not really that good of a question because type ones, the idea of trying to take the smallest amount of insulin is not necessarily the smartest thing. Yes, that could be a sign that you're optimizing your insulin, but the goal is to take an appropriate amount. So that's where the type one community makes some mistakes. Like, I just want to take the least amount of insulin possible and that means success. And that's not the case. You want to inject the amount of insulin the healthy version of you would have normally secreted. That's the goal. Want to get, trying to get to an appropriate amount of insulin, not a super low amount. The only time it would make sense for a type one to want to continue to lower insulin is if you knew you were starting to create your own. That would, that's true, but we don't have that. Nobody's doing that. I just recently got my C-peptide test done. It was less than 0.1. I also got my antibodies tested. My GAD antibody was just fine. My IA2 antibody was out of range. Educate me on C-peptide because I don't do it that much. Yeah. What is a type one diabetic level and what isn't? So the normal range is about is 0.8 to like 3.8. It's gonna vary on some various tests, but on my test, that's what the range was. So if you're less than 0.5, you're in the type one category. If less than 0.5 and you have antibodies, that's technically a type one. Um, but we also see that in pe people living with type two diabetes who have had it for a long time and their pancreas is just totally worn out, they can be below 0.5 as well, but they're not a type one because they probably don't have the antibodies. That's technically an insulin dependent type two. Their, their pancreas has been totally worn out, their C-peptide is so low that they need to inject their own and you have the, to have the antibodies. You have to be, have the antibodies to be labeled as? Type one or type 1.5. And describe the antibodies again, the term? So there's GAD, I don't know exactly how to, okay, what the real fine. word is, and then there's IA2, and then there's insulin antibodies. Those are the three most common ones. So people, a lot of doctors making the mistake. They're only testing for GAD. So right now, if I had, when I just got my test, I was like maybe a month or two ago. 
if I had only tested GAD, you'd be like, oh, there's nothing going on here. But I got the full test. I got the IA2 and I got the insulin antibody. So somebody, and in our coaching practice, Cyrus and I are seeing so much of this. Doctors just not knowing how to handle um, some mystery cases. So type 1.5 diabetes, also known as LADA, latent autoimmune um, diabetes. And they just, this is a big deal. Like this is happening and doctors are not treating them properly. And then what they need to do is they need to do a C-peptide test and they need to do a complete diabetes antibody panel. You get those two numbers, you will have a clear picture of what's going on and how to help this person. So one out of the three is still, auto, um, still type one diabetes? Correct. Okay. So tell me now what happened that made you change? You were 12 years old, yeah. you got it. And then where along the line did, I don't know, epiphany So it's a, I'll take a long story and make it super short. So my dad sold supplements and the, he sort of got me into it. He was like a network marketing company. And to me, it was always just a logical progression. Everything made sense. So when my dad said, hey, the soil is very crappy it's good to have supplements. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I can see the logic in that. Okay, sure, whatever, I'll take your supplements. And then it was just like, I started reading books about how processed food is not good and additives aren't good, like avoid MSG. Okay, that makes sense, you know? Organic is better than, you know, you start reading about the pesticides, okay. And it was just a progression. Eventually, I came across the Weston A. Price Foundation mm -hmm. and I did raw milk, I did grass-fed beef, I boiled So what happened chicken. when you did the Western price I, thing? And I saw improvements. Right. I saw improvements overall. I mean, when you're going from a crappy standard American diet to that, I, I got a little better. Mm -hmm. um, and I was seeing a naturopath, doing naturopathic remedies. Um, the real thing that got me into doing stuff like this was I read a book that just fell off the shelf at Barnes & Noble called Kevin Trudeau's Natural Cures They Don't Want You to Know About. <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> he, he did. He was doing infomercials. He was super popular. <clears throat> and I don't remember exactly what the sentence was, but somewhere in that book planted a seed in my mind that I could reverse type 1 diabetes. And, I'm, and that just, I'm like, I'll do anything. I'll do anything and everything. So that's when I started doing dietary changes to try and basically the, the, the goal is get my pancreas to produce its own insulin. So the way to objectively show that would be to prove that my C-peptide has increased and that the antibodies are, are gone and not, not damaging me anymore. So <clears throat> that just sent me on a tirade. So what was his diet that he recommended? So in that book, it wasn't a specific diet. Um, it was just all kinds of various things. And that sort of got me interested in um, just eating better. How old are you now? At that age, I'm probably, I'm in high school. So I would say 14. So we've gone from 12 to 14. Okay. Yeah. So I, I started making changes fairly quickly okay. after getting diagnosed. Um, and then from there, I, I actually saw a movie called Earthlings. And this is, it's an animal rights movie which shows how animals are treated. Mm -hmm. And what it did is it opened up my mind. So I was on a, here's, okay, so I was on a forum. I'm in college now, so I'm doing the Weston A. Price stuff, like healthy things all throughout high school. Mm -hmm. I go to college, and I am making all my food. I don't use the meal plan. I'm being, I'm, and at this point, 
I'm boiling a tea. So my dad has a connection with some Chinese herbalist in, in uh, California. We literally, me and my dad, flew to California to meet this underground guy who's in a warehouse. <laughs> and he, and he, he, he got this... He, yeah, God no, dad. God bless my parents and both of them for being supportive <laughs> through all of the various changes throughout the years. And so he makes this crazy tea. Like We fly there in person to get this tea. It's just full of this nasty stuff. And this is supposed to like heal my pancreas. Like this guy believes it, you know? And I believe it. And I'm like, I'm doing this. I'll do anything. So I'm at college and the tea smells so bad. And I have three roommates. It's a dorm room with four rooms. And I have a portable um, like stovetop thing that I bring outside. And I make the tea outside because it smells so bad. And I'm drinking this nasty tea. Everything I'm doing, I'm just trying to heal myself. It's like, what can I do to put my body in a position to heal itself? And I uh, do that for a while. And freshman year of college at the University of Florida, I am on a forum. I'm into alternative things. I'm, you know, re pot, even pot. I was listening to podcasts back then. This is like 2007, I guess. 2006, 2007-ish. Um, yeah, it's actually 2006 for sure. And this forum, I'm literally just there looking at, it's a, it's, it was called Green Living, and it was like a site for high-end furniture. I'm just curious, just, you know. And there's a forum, and on the forum, these were people doing a high-fat raw food diet. And we were, they were just talking. High-fat high fat raw, raw food, food diet, okay. yes. And they were just talking, and I bumped, jumped on the forum like, hey, and I was educating them why raw milk was so healthy and what they were missing out on. Just sharing what I had learned from Weston A. Price. And they were super nice. They wrote back. They shared books. They shared suggestions. They shared their thoughts. And somebody said, you should also watch this movie called Earthlings. So I'm like, okay. So I go and I watch Earthlings. And it blew my mind. And what it did for me is, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself an animal rights activist, but what it did is it made me think, how, how do I not know this information? Like these guys who told me about this, they know something that I don't know. So I'm gonna go back and now I'm curious about their nutrition recommendations. I'm open to it now. Cause you just opened my mind to something that I had no idea was going on. Like how can I be a freshman at a great school and not know about this? How, this, how is this hidden from me? It was like an ego thing, I guess. And so then they sent me down the path of learning about raw food nutrition now. So that was my transition from Weston A. Price to the beginning of the next journey. You must be very open-minded because that's a jump. Yeah, yeah, it was totally, yeah, it was totally a jump. But it made so much. It just felt right to me. So, how like, much meat were you eating on the raw, the Western Price diet? Was uh, it some every day? Absolutely, every day for sure. All right, totally. And I was sourcing it and well. That, that improved consistent. from your from my original diet. Definitely, your I saw improvements. In, insulin and in blood sugar. Okay, I got no, it. I wouldn't say that. I saw improvements in overall health. Okay. I think my skin probably got a little got a little bit better in that case. Um, and overall, I was just feeling a little bit better when you're getting off junk. Um, but yeah, so then I started learning about this raw food world, and I was like, wow, like, this is really interesting. This, 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 this resonates um, in regards to healing and plants. And I'm like, okay, and, like, and then the energy of eating, like, after what I saw on Earthlings and eating that stuff, I'm like, hmm, that doesn't seem very healing to me. So... That sets me down a path where I end up hearing a podcast. The podcast was with Steve Prusak, Raw Vegan Radio. He has an interview with Doug Graham talking, and Doug was talking about a book that he had written coming up called The 80-10-10 Diet. 
So I listened to that podcast, and it just blew my mind. This what he was talking about in regards to and healing. Eighty ten ten is. So 80-10-10 stands for a caloronutrient ratio, where the minimum is 80%. Carbohydrate. Carbohydrates, minimum 80%. And we're talking good carbohydrates. Yes, whole food carbohydrates. Got it. And a maximum of 10% of calories from fat and protein. Okay. Maximum. So I started learning from him. I signed up for his coaching program. And again, I'm on this mission of everything I'm doing is how can I reverse type 1 diabetes. Was the protein plant or animal? All plants. Okay, so it's okay. Got it. Yeah. So I start coach. I start doing his thing, and you know, the first week uh, he starts me out on just bananas. All I ate for the first week was just bananas. So this is December of 2006. I remember Christmas. Um, my my grandma, we call her Neno. Um, she was there, and I remember coming down for Christmas dinner with a plate of a triangular pyramid of peeled bananas. And this is my dinner. And I mean, bless my parents, they just thought this was gonna be a phase. They're like, they're just sitting there shaking their heads. <laughs> like, what is this? Let me, let me stop for a second. This, this is 11 years later now, wasn't a phase, mom and dad. We are, we are talking to Robbie Barbero, and he along with uh, Cyrus Kambata, they are together called what? So we have a coaching practice called Mastering Diabetes. Right. And it's, I tell you, the, yeah. the master- but we don't, that's don't get confused. I don't want people to think that our program is just about fruit. We teach people how to eat a no, no, low no, no, fat, no, 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 plant-based no, no. I just want to say that, yeah. so I, we're going to get back to that. Totally. But Mastering Diabetes, your, the main website is? It's masteringdiabetes.org. Dot org. So yep. masteringdiabetes.org. And I can tell you that the, 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 the Mastering Diabetes Summit, or the Diabetes Summit that they did, where they interviewed 25 health professionals over the country. I mean, I even, I know this stuff but it was so powerful to hear all those people speak. And these are medical doctors Absolutely. all over the country yeah. about whole base plant food diets and diabetes. Now, getting back to your yeah. story. So now yeah. you're eating the- So anyways, I do Doug Graham's diet, which is fruit-based. And again, all, this is my whole mission in all this is I will do anything that I think is gonna he- help my body heal itself. Like I believe the body heals itself. We mm-hmm. give it nutrients, we exercise, we sleep, we do all this stuff, but it's, it's this infinite wisdom that we cannot comprehend that does the healing. You know, the, you, when you're eating basil or eating lettuce, that doesn't do the healing. That gives your body the, the raw materials mm-hmm. to do the work. So anyways, that's my mindset. I will do anything and everything. And so the concept, I mean, I would, so the part of the thing that Doug Graham teaches is the idea of a mono meal. Feed a mono meal, it makes your digestion easier. And digestion is the most energy intensive process in our body. So if you're making digestion easier, you can, your body can use nerve energy for healing. Yeah. That's the whole point. So it's similar, similar to fasting. Perfect sense. So, so, that, so again, so I'm doing this diet. I'm eating you know, very clean. Once, so I start out with just bananas, then bananas and lettuce. Then I'm adding one fruit at a time, always eating mono meals, always doing everything I can to be as perfect as possible. And you know, all along the way, in the beginning, thinking this is going to work, this is going to work. And in the beginning, my insulin sensitivity was improving incredibly. I was kept on eating more and more fruit, more and more total carbohydrates, and then kept on eating less and less insulin. Okay, so that you got to stop there because the listener might know insulin sensitivity is a weird word. Yeah. So basically... So it's, you can consume more carbohydrate with the same or less insulin. Yes. Injecting less exogenous insulin. But he's eating more carbs. More carbs. (laughs) We do this over and over and over again and people are mind blown and we are just so passionate about it because it will repeat over and over and people i in health there's few things that you can say will work 100 percent of the time and i will stand by this to the day i die insulin sensitivity 
will improve 100% of the time when you do a low-fat, plant-based, whole food diet properly. 100%. It's as, it's as, it's as factual as objects falling at 9.8 meters per second, all right? It, and it, every time. You, it, you, could, you could, oh, well, maybe my gut won't heal or my acne won't heal. Okay, I've seen all kinds of exceptions. I have yet to see the exception of insulin sensitivity improving on a low-fat, plant-based, whole food diet. It is that simple. Uh, you know, we can go to, that'd be a whole other podcast, talk about the nuances right. of that. But the point is. So low-fat means no added oil to it. Yes, or, correct. Right? Low-fat, low we define as the general definition is no more than 30 grams of total fat per day. Of course, or the more objective way, regardless of how many calories you eat or how much food you eat, would be a maximum of 15% of calories coming from fat. That's what we define as low-fat. So you're doing the diet. Yeah. And your insulin sensitivity is improving. Yes. And so... And so my goal is like, so basically I end up, I hit a plateau at some point. You hit a plateau where it's not, it's not improving anymore. Your insulin sensitivity is my insulin sensitivity. My total insulin dose is my total insulin dose. And that's been like that for many years now. So your insulin is going to get as low as it can go and so it stops because you've improved your diet. Now, were you feeling better? Because the argument is also you're eating nutrient-dense foods yeah. that are protecting you against the, risk, the risks yeah, of diabetes. I was 100% feeling better. <clears throat> That's the, one of the whole points of our Mastering Diabetes program is that we are more than just diabetes numbers. We are teaching people the best health, the best approach for overall health. So the number one killer of people living with diabetes is heart disease, whether they're living with type 1 or type 2. They're not, we're not dying of high blood glucose numbers. People are dying of heart disease and other chronic diseases. So yeah, this approach is doing that. It's making you heart attack, making me heart attack proof. It's making me feel amazing. Um, my skin's clearing up, like the best skin has ever looked. Um, it was it was a beautiful time, and I'm enjoying food. I'm getting to eat what I like. So like I loved been, every you've been meal. Eating this way I still love every meal. So since the time you put all the bananas on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> what? That, that's, that's, this, that's December many, 2006. Uh-huh. And what? So that's, that's 12 years. 11, I think. When did you bump into Cyrus? So Cyrus is one of the testimonials in Dr. Graham's book. So December 2006, I'm sitting there eating these bananas, showing my parents Cyrus's testimonial and some articles that were written about him on the internet. Look at this guy. Look at how fit and athletic he is. Look at how well he's managing type 1 diabetes with this. And we hadn't contacted each other, but I knew of him. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. And so what I'd like, Robbie, is if you can tell people, I really believe in their coaching program. I think it's $29 yeah. a month or something like that. Kirk, you have no idea how much I believe in our coaching program. Right. <laughs> so listen, di diabetics actually cost 2.3 times more than the average patient. Hmm. Um, and so if you can get onto a coaching program that can, if you're type two, you might be done in six months. Listen. So tell them how to get on your coaching I, program. I highly recommend it. Thank you. Because there's no sales pitch. I'm just I, sitting I know. Here. I will give the sales pitch. <clears throat> so it's $29 a month. And what we are offering for $29 a month is incredible. So the first thing you get is an online course that teaches you everything you need to know. So you watch these videos, you go through the modules, you get recipes, everything you can imagine needing to be answered about how to transition to a low-fat, plant-based, whole food diet as a person living with diabetes, type 1, type 2, gestational, doesn't matter. All the nuances are in this online course. That in and of itself is worth thousands of dollars. I kid you not. Then the second thing you get is a private Facebook group. We will literally answer your questions every single day within 24 hours. 365 days a year, on Christmas Day, I was the one taking care of the questions, okay? 
you ask a question, it doesn't matter what it is. It's like, hey, my blood glucose was high. I don't know why. Or I don't know what to eat for this meal. I'm confused. Is this food okay? It doesn't matter. Any question you ask, we will answer within 24 hours. It's going to be either me or Cyrus or Cyrus's wife, Kylie, who's a registered nurse, or people we're adding to our team as other qualified coaches. You're going to get a good answer by one of us. Um, and then the third thing, you, and you're also going to get a community in there and support and accountability. It's a private Facebook group. Your friends, your family, they don't see it. It's, a, it's very meet, powerful. Do you meet once a week or anything like that? And then, and then the third thing we do is we do twice monthly live Q&A calls. So you can see our face. We can see your face. It's a Zoom call. You get to interact with us, and we answer questions. We just sit there on that call. It's the first and third Sunday of the month, and we answer your questions in person until all the questions have been answered and then the call ends. And this is for $29 a month, no long-term commitment. If people are taking, if you're living with type two diabetes, your, your co-pays for your medications likely cost more than that in a lot of cases. And this is gonna get you off of them. I mean, we, I can't guarantee that, but the, the chances of people reducing or eliminating medication are very high, whether it's high blood pressure medication, whether it's diabetes medication, cholesterol medication, you're going to save money just in that regard. Okay. You, you're going to earn your money back. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to wrap this up. Robbie, one more time, the website. It's masteringdiabetes.org. Right. So I actually have links on my website to it. I have uh, and to some of their um, PDFs that are about insulin sensitivity and resistance. It really, th these are really good guys. Yeah. So my name is Kirk Hamilton. I want to thank Robbie. Thank you so much for letting me grab you in the middle of this conference. Absolutely. And I want to thank you, the audience, for listening to this edition of the Staying Healthy Today show. It'll be at stayinghealthytoday.com. I'll do a little quick YouTube of it, and then there'll be the information underneath. So until next time, stay and be well.